Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank the Lord for this fine, wonderful new day that he's made. Monday morning, July the 26th. 2021 we give god all the praise and all the glory and all the honor for allowing us amen blessing us gracing us this morning to be able to open our eyes to a brand new day that we've never seen before today oh what a miraculous thing my god to be able to wake up with your mind stayed on the lord this morning wake up knowing you got a purpose and a mission in life amen and pursuing and seeking after that which is to please god which is to learn more about god that we may be able to do a better job amen hallelujah making him known to others amen that's our quest this morning. That's our mission this morning is that we want to learn all we can learn about the revelation of Jesus Christ. That number one, we'll be an effective witness as we put him in remembrance of what we learn. And as we share with others what thus said the Lord, that they too may have a chance to hear the good news of the gospel. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word that every scripture might be fulfilled. Every promise, every hope might be fulfilled and made known to the people of God, things that have happened in the past, things that are currently taking place and things that are going to take place in these future days and these coming times. Amen. But today we bind the work of the enemy, every evil spirit this morning, clear the way that the word of God may go forth this morning is our prayer. And we thank all of you for joining uh, Pastor Sheridan and I here this morning. Amen. Pastors Eric and Phoebe Davis, more than Conquered Warriors Christ Ministries, Sister Ann and others that have come on this morning. Amen. We're considered a delight this morning to be able to open up the word of the Lord this morning. So, amen. We're going to get right into the word this morning. Holy Ghost, just ask you to have your way this morning. We've been talking about the revelations of Jesus Christ, and we're going to pick up our discussion this morning. Amen. Out of the book of John, the 19th chapter. <clears throat> And we left off from verse 24 the last time we were together. Amen. And we're going to continue that discussion this morning. Uh, amen. And, 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 and uh, I want to talk again as a reminder from the subject of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, he is the mainstay here. He's the main focus. Amen. He, he's the one that we fix our, our eyes on this morning. Amen. And the crucifixion, major event in his life, amen, a defining moment for the world, amen, had an impact then, impact now, and an impact for the rest of our lives, uh, in, you know, in, in eternity, that crucifixion, that major event, significant event, amen. It opened the door for man to have a chance to be reconciled back to the Father through putting his faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, that major event took place on that cross. Amen. And that, you know, and I tell you, without the preaching and teaching of the cross, amen, nothing means anything to, 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 to human life. Amen. And uh, we just thank the Lord, you know, Pastor Sharon shared something so powerful with us is that Jesus looked beyond the crucifixion and saw his glorification. Amen. And so we too can embrace this mindset that we have to look beyond the crucifixion. I mean, we, we, we thank God, amen, that Jesus came to die, amen, and they didn't, they didn't crucify him. They thought they did, but he actually came and laid his life down, amen, and he picked it back up again. And so nothing was going to happen, amen, which is why that was so significant until he was glorified. So the only way he could be glorified is he had to 
accept the crucifixion. He had to take it as God's will and die, be separated from the Father, that he might be glorified, that the precious promise of the Father, the Holy Ghost, our paracletos, to come and be with us, be in us, amen, and walk alongside of us, performing and confirming God's word with signs and wonders and miracles, amen. And so we're so blessed to be able to understand the, the major significance, the importance of the cross, the importance of his death, his burial, his resurrection. That is the preaching of the gospel by faith right there. Amen. We have no salvation in no other name. He was the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world. There's no, there's no other Lamb like him. Amen. One and only true and living God. And we gave you several scripture references where you can read about these uh, major and significant events. Amen. Over in the book of Matthew, chapter 27, verse 26 through 56. Over in the book of Mark, chapter 15, verse 16 through 41. And over in the book of Luke, chapter 23, verse 26 through verse 49, the King James Bible, which some of you have already uh, referenced some of these scriptures in your comments. Amen. And, in, and for the pastors and some of your teaching. And so we're looking at all these different accounts, amen, but the, the, the main character in all of this is Jesus, okay, whether he was living with the disciples, whether he was teaching, preaching, whatever he was doing, healing, you know, all manner of disease, now we're still looking at him the same way, you know, in, in his crucifixion, on the cross, you know, in his resurrection, and, and, you know, and, you know, him being glorified, amen, all of this work that he did, and he said it was finished on his timetable. Nobody forced him. He said it's finished. He gave up the ghost. Amen. And now we have a, a, a right by faith in him. Amen. To the tree of life. Only way it could have happened. Amen. He said it himself. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father who is going to be the one who has the final say in our judgment. You know, whether we're going to be judged or whether we're going to be awarded and rewarded. Amen. Our crown, our eternal crown of salvation depends on what we do with Jesus today. Amen. And so we can't do like a lot of them did, rejected him like the Jews. We got to accept everything about him. Amen. That's the whole gospel. That's the truth. You know, amen. Past, present and future. Amen. We got to eat all that, the whole road. You know, we can't just eat some of it and think we're going to get a full blessing from God. So we got to accept his life. We got to accept his birth. We got to also accept his death and we got to accept his resurrection. Amen. And his glorification, because that's what uh, opened the door for the promise of the father to come, which is the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so we're going to take a look this morning again in the book of John. Amen. Uh, you know, I gave you some other scripture references there. And, you know, and the good thing about this is that we want to if we want to be truthful about it. Uh, these were messianic prophecies anyway, and they're always going to be fulfilled by Jesus Christ or in Jesus Christ. You know, the word of God is, the, is, is Jesus Christ is the prophecy of the word. He is the fulfillment, the personification, the revealing of it. You know, he, he, he is him. It's Jesus. You know, in the Old Testament, it was hidden. It wasn't revealed. New Testament is very it's revealed. We see him. And he said, when you see me, you see the father that they didn't see in the old covenant. You know, he was there. He was present, you know, but they didn't see him. OK, they saw other things. They were blinded, you know, purposely blinded. They chose to be blinded, you know, because they were they were so inundated with 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 statues and, and, and idols and things like that. You know, like other nations, that's what they wanted and craved more than anything. And the Lord gave them what they asked for. And, and they hated it after he gave them to them, you know, because he made slaves out of them, you know, took their sons and their daughters and made them work for them and slept with them and did all kinds of stuff. 
you know, took all their, 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 their domestic animals. They had to give a portion of them up, their food, everything. Made them, you know, work for nothing, amen. And Lord, freedom, though, amen, through Jesus Christ. But the prophecies had to be fulfilled. They're messianic prophecies, meaning the Messiah. These are prophecies about the Messiah. The whole volume of the book is about the Messiah. The Bible says he came in the volume of the book. So these are messianic prophecies, and they're always going to be fulfilled by Jesus Christ as we look. Even in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 1, verse 22, the King James Bible, it says this right here. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet. You know, and we know, you know, what he said. He talked about Jesus was going to come. Amen. Unto us a child is born, a son is given, you know, everybody knew this. They knew what the prophet Isaiah had prophesied, you know. And then when he came, they went looking for him. They had to see him, amen. And they could not believe that that was him, but it was him, you know. Some of them believed it right away. Where it got all the way, man, to Rome. Hey, oh, go find him. I need, to, I need to see him, you know. And so it, it was so important, you know. And it seemed like now, you know, they're glad to see him leave. <laughs> for the most part they were glad to see him come now they're glad to see him leave I, come on now y'all need to make up y'all mind out there amen he's coming again i wonder if people gonna be prepared and glad to see him coming back you know so that we can forever be with him in the book of matthew chapter 2 verse 15 it says and was there until death of herod that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the lord by the prophet saying out of Egypt have I called my son. Amen. And so we see, man, you know, you know, out, out of Egypt, you got to remember now, you know, Moses, amen, came and told them about Jesus. Amen. And so he, out of that message came out of Egypt. So, you know, you, you know, that message, man, is good. Whether you be in the world, whether you be in Egypt, whether you be in Europe, whether you be in Russia, China, it doesn't matter. He came that Everybody might have a chance to know these prophecies, amen, to know these truths. In the, in the eighth chapter, I mean, in the fourth chapter of the book of Matthew, this, uh, this, this uh, prophecy, this messianic message about the prophecy being fulfilled continues, as Matthew uh, writes here. He says, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying about the Messiah Jesus coming, that child going to be born. You know, they was all referring back to now. It seemed like now they got some insight. Seemed like now they understand that what Jesus was doing was the fulfillment of every prophet prophecy that was prophesied about him. And some of them get it, you know, and then he reminded some of them as he was with them. Remember, he was at Matthias house. You know, remember what they said in the book of Psalms, chapter 22, what was going to happen. They knew the scriptures, some of them, you know. Now, whether they publicly wanted to acknowledge it is a different thing. But at this point right here, we see a lot of them are actually giving their account. And Matthew, Luke, and, and, and John, and, 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 you know, and um, Mark are, are excellent here giving their accounts. They're different, but it's talking still about the fulfillment of the prophecy. That, that much is in common. They didn't change that. They can't change that. And it goes on to, you know, to say in the book of Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, the King James Bible, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself, you know, took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Now he, he, they, they're portraying the Messiah as a healer. If you remember, he healed all men of disease and sickness as he went about in the synagogue teaching and preaching. And I love how all of these statements start out by saying it must be fulfilled, that it might be fulfilled. 
Okay, so we're talking about the fulfillment of prophecy here. Get this revelation. Every prophetic word that was spoken will be fulfilled. It will come to pass. Some have already. Uh, over in the book of Matthew chapter 12, verse 17, that we continue this dialogue, it said that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, you know, and we know he's still talking about Jesus Christ. Amen. I love this repeat theme so that they they drill it home that these people get it in their hearing because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So if you don't hear it, receive it and believe it, then it's not going to produce faith. Amen. It's, it's not so much hearing with the natural ear, but it's hearing with the spiritual ear, that inner ear where that springing forth of the revelation springs forth like a new day dawning. You know, that's why he keeps repeating it because boom, he wants them to get it. Amen. In the book of Matthew chapter 21, verse 4, Four, amen it says all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet saying you know now we know jesus is going to be crucified that's that was said you know except that muscle we fall in the ground and die to buy us alone you know you know he was going to come you know I, you know out of the root of jesse you know that 42 generations amen and so we see now that in the old covenant it was all kind of concealed but now it's being revealed and so people are beginning to connect the dots here. Amen. That is actually not something, something phenomenal that just was just was cosmetically cosmos just popped up out of nowhere. No, this was fulfillment of a prophetic message that was already prophesied as Matthew here continues to remind us. Uh, in the book of Matthew, chapter 26, verse 56, the King James Bible, one of our reference scriptures says, but all this was done that the scripture of the prophets might be fulfilled. Now here's plural talking about prophets now. So more than just Elijah, more than just one prophet. Now it's talking about all the major and minor prophets that came before all these false prophets and things that we see today before Jesus prophesied his, the last prophecy. And so we see it right here. Now he's talking about all prophets all prophets. You're talking about the prophets that 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 are true prophets of God, not these false prophets. Okay, it might be fulfilled. It says, then all the disciples forsook him and fled. When they heard that, man, a little bit of apprehension and fear came on them, and they fled. You know, he's finna die, man. They didn't want to be associated with him. You know, they fled. They abandoned him. They forsaken him. You know, but he never abandoned them or forsook them. You know. And so we go on here in the book of Luke, chapter 24, verse 44, the King James Bible says, And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses. There it is. They knew that law. That's why they keep making this reference. And in the prophets, you got to remember now, this is the foundation, that teaching of the apostles and the prophets. Okay, you know, the Lord is always going to defend the law and the prophets because that's the foundational stones right there that make up the building. Okay, that make up the, you know, the life of a saint. Amen. A true saint, a true follower. And so he's speaking this now to the apostles about the teachings of Moses, the laws of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Amen. And we know what it says over there in the book of Psalms, chapter 22 amen of the king james bible amen and so we're going to turn over there real quickly amen and take a look at what was said in the book of psalms chapter 22 i promised you last week you know that we were going to do this because jesus made so many references to some of the psalms some of the 
prophetic messianic prophecy that were made, amen, about him. So let's take a look at this and see if there's any rep, anything that we can relate to here. And this is in the book of Psalms, chapter 22, amen, of the King James Bible. And it says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Sound familiar? Those are words came out of Jesus' mouth. Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my rowing? You know, oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, and I am not silent, you know. And he goes on to say, but thou art holy, O that inhabited the praise of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. And so you see now Jesus is referring to this psalm right here that David wrote. David was a voice for God. He was a prophet too, you know. And so Jesus is, is, is and it says it right there in the scripture, and the psalms, you know, in the psalms. Okay, and then you can read over in Psalm 60, I think it's 69, uh, verse 1. Let's see what it says over there. If I'm not mistaken, I think that that's the right scripture reference. Just, but, it, but it's in Psalms as it says right there in the verse that we just referenced. Okay? And so I just wanted to show you that how Jesus always uses the references that have already been foretold. You know, he don't try to, you know, create nothing new like a lot of folks sometimes try to come up with something that's new. Uh, verse 1, it says in the book of Psalms, chapter 69, Save me, O God, for the waters are come in unto my soul. Okay? And so you, 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 you see here, this is, this is still this message about salvation in Jesus' name that was prophesied, you know, that it was going to happen. Amen? And over in 22, it, it talks about how they cast lots for his clothing too, you know? And so that whole psalm, you know, is, is a reference to the scripture being fulfilled, which is the point that I just wanted to make, is that it says that the, the, the law of Moses, the prophets teaching, and the psalms concerning me. And 22, the whole psalm is about Jesus, you know, that messianic prophecy being fulfilled, and 69 too, you know. And so, you know, and so this is this is what I love about this theme, this common theme is that all of them now are understanding that this is this is not something new. It just had not been revealed to them yet. Now it's being revealed because they actually have the word of God, Jesus Christ, the living word, living these things out right before them, the fulfillment of it. He is the pro he is the fulfillment of the prophecy of the whole book. Amen. He came in the volume of the book. Amen. That is a scripture reference there. I want to say it's in Revelation, maybe in Revelation. Um, I'll get fast share and look that up as I continue to teach. You know, he came in the volume of the book. And so you see this right here. He was in, he was in the old covenant. He's in the new covenant. He's going to be in the future covenant. He ain't going nowhere. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the alpha. He's the maker. He's the first. He's the last. You know, he in the beginning, the word was with God. He was the word. The word was God. So, you know, there's no beginning to him. There's no end to him. He just is. That's why I say, I am that I am, you know, Alpha and Omega, beginning and end, first and the last. So, you know, he, even he prophesied this about himself. Amen. And so we see it in the Psalms. We see it in the prophets. We see it in Moses teaching. Amen. Concerning me. Amen. And so the reference is Psalm 40 and 7. And what was the other one? Hebrews and the book of Hebrews 10 and 7. Those are the references that talks about how he came in the volume of the book. You know, so note those. 
He goes on to say here in the book of John chapter 12, verse eight, the King James Bible for the poor always ye have with you, but me, you have not always, and we're getting ready to see a transition take place right now. You know, physically he's going to leave, but spiritually the, the promise of the Father is going to come. So we'll still have Emmanuel, God with us, the Paracletos. Uh, Book of John, chapter 15, verse 25, the King James Bible continues to, to bring this point out. But this, it says, but this cometh to pass, that the word might be fulfilled, that it was written in their law. They hated me without a cause. Mm. You know, again, we're seeing that they did. They hated him without a cause. What, what, what did he? What works did he do that they were going to crucify him for? Mm -hmm. You know, the Book of John, chapter seventeen, verse twelve. The King James Bible says this: While I was with them in the world, I kept them in Thy name. Those that Thou gavest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition. Talking about Judas Iscariot, that the Scripture might be fulfilled. And this is Jesus' prayer to the Father, you know, reminding the Father, you know. And so, so are we, uh, okay, are going to pick up right now, okay, in uh, verse 25 here to try to, you know, conclude this portion of our teaching. And it says in the book of John, the 19th chapter, verse 25 of the King James Bible, it says, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. And so next now we have an event. Uh, this is the fifth event here. We've been talking about significant events at the cross. So this is, I think, number five, if my count is right, where Jesus Christ displays now all this suffering that he's going through. And I love it because he never loses his focus on things that matter. You know, we see going to see him save a lost person, a criminal that's be ready, but he put to death for his crimes, <clears throat> cries out for help, and Jesus helps him. You know, pain dressing through his body from how he had been beaten, but he doesn't lose focus. He stays focused on what his original reason for coming, what those prophecies fulfilled. You know, he, he, he's still working in those prophecies, you know, knowing that he, through him people are going to be saved. And then at the same time, he focuses on his mother, the pain that she's suffering. But I think what kept him uh, focused on her, you know, was the fact that the angel had spoke to her concerning his birth. Mm -hmm. You know, he knew what was in her heart. He knew what she had put in her heart. When you look in the book of Luke, I think it's the first chapter, verse 72. It talks about she remembered those words. They were in her heart. And she's sitting there, man, not knowing what to do, but watching her son being... But the fulfillment of all those angelic words that were spoken to her that she hid in her heart, you know, you know, that, I believe that was was keeping her uh, uh, focused, you know, strengthening her that it was being fulfilled. She was now coming into a greater level of understanding. And here Jesus is. He's focusing on her, his great love for, for her, you know, his mother. It just shined through him. How did it shine through him in this moment of suffering? Important here because uh, there were other women at the cross, okay, other family members, other friends. John was there, the one that came to him at night. So he was not just dying for the men, but for women as well. No respect to person. You know, a lot of folks sometimes kick women over in the corner, forget about them. 
But you see, Jesus is concerned about his mother. He knows that there's other women there. You know, he knows that they're there too, you know. So he makes up a vision here and looks out for mom. He tells them to take care of mom, you know. You know, your mother, take care of my mother, you know, take care of her, you know. Now, he saves the person on the cross, you know, ignoring his pain, his suffering, you know. I, man, I've been so caught up in, oh, somebody help, you know. But he's, 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 he's so focused, you know. His, his meat was always to do the will of the Father that sent him. And at the same time, he's looking out for the women who men, then that day, didn't count the women. But Jesus got his, he, he making provisions. He, he letting that love shine through. You know, very, very, very powerful. Even in suffering, sometimes we still got to do the right thing to help others. Amen. Because he said, if you suffer with me, you're going to reign with me. If you die for me, you're going to live with me. And he says, look, men are going to know you because of the love of the father that's in your heart by the Holy Ghost. You know, that's how they're going to know that you are my disciples, yes. that you love the yes. brethren, that you look out for them, even though you're going through things, even though you seem like I just can't take it no more. Remember now, everything that we go through is common unto man. And he will put no more on us that he know we're able to bear. God didn't put no more on his son that he knew he was able to bear. Got to remember now, Jesus said, you don't take my life, I lay it down. So he was still in control up there on that cross. But that moment of separation was going to come, you know, at that, that six hours, it was going to happen. And he was going to give up that ghost and say, it's finished. You know, that separation, you know. Mm. <clears throat> and so he looks out for them. No respect to person. That's what shined through. Verse 26, he said, And when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman. Okay, yeah, the one who, who bought me in this world. Remember what the angel told you. Behold thy son. <laughs> you name it. Yeah, you bought me in this world. You was, I was conceived of the Holy Ghost. So Jesus Christ purposely saw his mother, and as a result, he demonstrated his responsibility toward her. Man, that's a, that's a message right there, y'all. Mm -hmm. You know, he discharged his duty to look after his mother to John. In mm -hmm. that some Suffering up there. But you didn't forget mama. Don't forget mama, y'all. Mother's Day. Don't forget mama every day. You know, verse 27, he said, then saith he to the disciples, behold thy mother. Okay. And from that hour that the disciples took her unto his own home. You know, it was done. It was decided. The minute they heard him say something about mom, they wasn't thinking about mom. They probably were standing there in fear. Don't want nobody to identify, associate them with Jesus because they could be up on that cross next. But because Jesus spoke, when he speak, man, everything got to be silent and listen. When he speak, everybody, man, got to pay attention. Yes, you know. Yes. And he spoke from the cross. And look at what happened. The disciples immediately stepped up and saying, my God, now he going up on the cross with nails in his feet and hands. And, and he worrying about mama and the sisters and, and, and family members and even us. And here we down here ain't doing nothing but looking on this shame, looking on this pain. We need to do something. Isn't that something? When people look at the work Jesus did, it ought to make them motivate them to want to do something. They want to look out for somebody. They want to help somebody. Which is what he said. You always going to have the poor with you. Take account of them. You always going to have the widows with you. Take account of them. You know, always help those who need help, those that are in need. That's what Jesus told them, you know, they were going to do. You know, they, you know, he fed the 5,000 as a demonstration. 
Turn the fish into, 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 into enough to 12 baskets left over. I mean, he was always demonstrating to them that concern for other people, even though, you know, he was the main target of all this ridicule and persecution. But he didn't let that deny stop him. Woman at the well. We know the story, fourth chapter of, of the book of John, verse 24, you know. And when they was concerned about natural things, he was concerned about spiritual things. He said, my meat is always do the will of him that sent me, my father. You know, even now he's looking out for people. That's just his nature. That's his character, That's you know, right. and we need to imitate him. We need to learn from him, yes, you know, yes, you know, yes. just because I'm going through. Don't lose sight of the things that matter. Only what you do for the Lord, mm -hmm. you know, the whole duty of a man to fear God and keep his commandments. They feared God. You know, they hadn't kept nothing up to this point. Mm -hmm. Kept quiet, kept silent, yes. kept back, hidden in the crowd, running away. Asking questions, denying him. Now, I don't know him. Three times for the cock croak thrice. You know. But Jesus is still demonstrating all the way to the point of death his responsibility by what he did toward his mother and them and the rest of the women that was there and the rest of the men that were there. He, was, he knew he had an audience, a targeted audience looking at him. Verse 27, he said, Then said he to the disciples, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, the disciples took her unto their home. Verse 28, After this, you know, somebody say, after, It's always something after what God does. It's something else to be done. After this, the focus now shift. What's, what, what's going to happen after this? What's going to happen after 2,000, 50 years ago when Christ died? Remember, Pastor Sharon told us there was some after this anointing that was being released on that cross. It wasn't released because of the crucifixion. It was loosed because of the glorification. He was being glorified. To the world, he's being crucified. They ready to take some credit, snatch some credit. Yeah, I put him to death. I released Barabbas. But he was thinking about the future church that was going to be. Remember when he prayed in the book of John, chapter 17? For those that are going to be one through what they're going to do. They're going to do a whole lot after this, you know, when the Holy Ghost comes. Let's look at it. it. said, after this, Jesus knowing, look now, all things were now accomplished that the scripture might be fulfilled. He saith, I thirst. So the next event we see here now shifts from focusing on mom to his thirst. This is another major event. It shifts. Okay. Jesus Christ, or, or he's agonizing and thirst is what comes out of his mouth coupled with his deliberate effort to fulfill scripture. Isn't that something? Mm. Thirst ought to still drive us to want to fulfill scripture. Because the Bible said, and then it says something the Bible say about thirst for us when it concerns fulfilling the scripture. He now knew his purpose was fulfilled and had been successfully achieved. Now, when you look in the book of Matthew, one of Jesus' teachings, his, his, his beatitudes, his beatitudes, we say, in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 6, King James Bible, it says, They who uh, hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. Shall be filled, you know. And you got to remember now, after he said, I thirst, okay, there, there, there's such a future implication there, you know, you know, that when, when, when we come to him hungry and thirsty, not going to, uh, he not going to treat us like they treated him. He had already prepared them by what he taught them. That if you hunger and you thirst for me, you know, you shall be filled. You know, here, 
it's like he thirsts and get ready to be killed in their mind. But he, but you, you, but you can't kill someone who have power over life and death. They can lay their life down to fulfill what has been said about them, and this is the case right here with Jesus. For us, though, after this, if we hunger and thirst for His righteousness, we shall be filled, not killed. But some of them were killed, you know. Some of them were killed, you know. And some of us might be killed. It ain't a guarantee, but it just might happen. A lot of them were mortared, you know. But he said, if you die for me, you're going to live with me. If you, if you suffer with me, you're going to reign with me. So he covered it all in death. What's going to happen to you if you live? What's going to happen to you if you die? What's going to happen to you if you take up your cross daily? It just go ahead and behoove us to just consider ourselves dead every day. Put ourselves under every day. You know, spare him the agony of reliving it because we resist him. Just go ahead and consider ourselves a sheep for the slaughter and die daily to the things of this world, you know. You know, and he goes on, man, here and says that it's for the scripture to be fulfilled, even as he's agonizing. Verse 29, he says, now, OK, there was set a vessel full of vinegar and they filled the sponge with vinegar and put it upon hyssop and put it to his mouth. So cruel, even in death and suffering. They knew what that vinegar was going to do, you know, you know. But for him, it just exposed or fulfilled what the scripture had said. It was done to his physical exhaustion, and he was now thirsty, but was not given water to quench his thirst, but was given hyssop, which served as an act of recalling the Passover. See, everything he is being fulfilled, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're not letting, I mean, I, I, I love the fact that God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, they're not letting nothing get by these, these, these executioners, you know. Because they remember, they knew the law of Moses. They knew what David had prophesied. They knew what Isaiah had prophesied. And they're too afraid and too fearful here to admit what they really knew and to act on it. You know, but that's okay. It ain't going to stop Jesus, okay? He going to do the will of the Father who sent him, you know. And if you're really true followers of Christ, we would do the will of the one who has chosen us and sent us. Verse 30, he says, when Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. Amen? Past everything that had been prophesied up until this point, it was finished, Okay? Wasn't no need of, of nothing else to be fulfilled. That portion of the, of the scriptures that had been prophesied, they were fulfilled. So now he can declare it's finished because he done the will of the father up until this point. Uh, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. It didn't say they broke his legs and took the ghost. It said he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Can't take what ain't yours when it comes to Jesus. Got to wait for him to give it to you. That's what he said. He give us power and authority over all sickness, you know. He give us gifts, you know. We see now event, another event getting ready to take place where Jesus Christ's great shout of victory for salvation and reconciliation. You, you got to see this in the context of what happened afterwards. It bought reconciliation. It bought salvation. Yes. You know, that great shout of victory. It's finished. I don't think it was like, it's finished. Mm, I believe everybody heard it. 
I'll say this. I know the elements heard it because of what happened when he said it. Right after he said it, thunder and lightning, graves open. So, so, so the elements heard it. And I believe the ones standing around heard it because they say the Romans, one Roman, the, some of the Romans searched cried out and said, this is the son, this, this got to be him now. Look at what's happening. Look at the cloud. Look at, look at how dark it got. You know? mm. Look at what happened in the temple. The, the veil was ripped. Tore right down the middle, giving access now to whoever want to come to him as a priest and present themselves. So a lot of things signified the victory had been won. You know, the battle had been fought. The victory had been won on that cross. It's finished. The fight for this chapter is over, y'all. Reconciliation is now available to the Father through me, who just died for your sins, who just satisfied the repudiation of the Father. It's been fulfilled today. You know, now you're witnessing it and you're seeing it. You're a part of this life-changing event, this major event at this cross that's taking place right before you right now. You're seeing it with your eyes. You know, we, we have that, that verbiage that we say sometimes. People say, you know, I believe it when I see it. And we say, no, nah, you ain't going to see it until you believe it. In this particular case, seeing is believing. Mm. So they actually get to see it, the look upon him, you know, the look upon him, see his face, see his body mutilated, punished, bloody. And that's for the world that rejected him, denied him, put, tried, thought they put him to death. But no, it's just fulfilling. But I love this great shout of victory. Man, we ought to have a shout of victory after this. Mm. You know, look at what he says, man. It, it, was, it was opening the door for salvation and reconciliation for anybody who would come to him and believe on him, you know. Verse 31, he says, And the Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the sabbath day okay so we see now another part of moses law okay being fulfilled here about the passover for that sabbath day was at it was a high day for all of them because of this crucifixion and somebody getting ready to be released as was their custom uh it besought pilate that their legs might be broken okay that's that's usually the custom right there the legs be broken too late jesus already gone and that they might be might might uh, be taken away, okay, do away with them. The next event that we see here uh, was with a spear, okay, being thrust into his side. Doesn't matter; he's already then gave up the ghost. This was done as some sort uh, to have some religious uh, uh, thing said about them. Oh man, he stuck that spear in his side. You know, people love the. Uh, you know, fantasize, you know, when, when, when they see, you know, somebody hurt, you know, uh, that's great, you know, that they love to try to, you know, exercise a little bit of their love, power, and strength, you know. They, they, they you know, they, it's like they're tempting Jesus. But, but the Bible says that Jesus is not tempted by anybody, especially anything evil, nor does he tempt anybody. Jesus is gone. Jesus is up out of there. You can do what you want to do with this body right now. I'm gone. I don't commend my spirit back to the Father. I done declared it's finished. And it doesn't matter what you do after I say what do what I do. You know, the thing is to try to do something before he moves. Prepare yourself right now because he's moving back to earth. He's coming back. You know. So don't wait for him to come back. It'll be too late. You gotta do it now. You gotta act now. So it didn't matter what they did then to try to be religious and deep. You know, this the one here, you know, why don't he get down off the cross and save himself? He done saved everybody else. Mm. 
You know, this is what's running through their mind. They, they want to be seen as, you know, can, can you just see this soldier going up there, man, sticking a spear in his side, trying to be tough to see if Jesus is going to yeah. slap him down, if Jesus is going to, you know, Jesus already said, I am he, and they fell back in the, the night before. So he don't need to demonstrate no more of his power. He right now has the power to lay his life down, and he's going to take it back up. He's already yes, took it up. So. He's glorified. Yeah. He's gone. Yes, yes. You know, he's out of that body. You know, so I'm sticking no sword in it <laughs> like people now, you know. As we learn in the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verse 28, the King James Bible. And you can go there and check that reference. Verse 32, he says, and we're getting ready to close here. Uh, said, then came the soldiers and break the legs of the first and the other, which was crucified with him. Okay. This was a brutal custom that they had, smashing the victim's legs to cause more excruciating pain and an earlier death. <laughs> you can't, hey, nobody gonna die to God ready anyway. You know, you know. And if you out there in sin, he's already said the ways of sin is death. So if you out there in sin, any time you're in sin, you can die. You know, but this is not the case here, okay? He died voluntarily. He gave up the ghost. He said it was finished. So no matter what they're doing now to put on a show for the people, it ain't hurting. It ain't hurting Jesus. Jesus is gone. He done finished. You know. Now for them other two male factors, yeah, it might have been the case, but it shouldn't matter because the one who died with him is gonna be with him in paradise. So he probably ain't feeling no pain either. He probably saying, "Oh man, I got what I need." I got what he wanted, but he got what he needed with salvation and through Jesus. Verse 33, that's what he said. I'll supply all you need according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You know? And so uh, verse 33 here says, but when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they break not his legs. This brings us to a strange fact about this. Okay that escaped these crucified murderers and killers so they thought they were not getting no credit that day for his death or any other day for that matter because Jesus Christ was already dead for sooner than most as we look in the book of John chapter 18 verse 30 of the King James Bible we'll see this happened just like it had been told. Verse 34, but one of the soldiers uh, with a spear pierced his side and forthwith, as Sheridan talked about this, came there out blood and water for a proof of death and who was uh, uh, really responsible, okay? A soldier thrust his spear in Jesus' side. When we uh, discover what came out, blood and water, it just flowed out of him, signifying that his blood was to cover, okay, the sins of the world. They needed to see that spectacle, that blood, because it was going to be referenced in the prophetic word that was going to come to pass, you know, you know, that his, his blood is making an atonement even today, still making an atonement. The life of the flesh is in the blood, Leviticus 17, verse 11, King James Bible. So that blood is never loses its power. That, that, that stream that flows, that washes away when we repent of our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all our unrighteousness. What are you going to cleanse us with? The blood. The blood of Jesus. It was applied uh, symbolically to the mantle, to the side post and door post, the night that the, past, the death angel passed over them in Egypt. 
you know. So it's significant here that they see this. And out of this, okay, was a birthing that took place. The church now, once he's glorified, is going to be birthed later on. That's going to come to pass. So that this is all a part of this that they're witnessing. It's been prophesied, you know, that many are going to be one because that morsel of wheat is going to fall in the ground and die. It will not abide alone. You know, so we're seeing that the, the significance of this of this event. Verse 35, and it says, and he that saw it bear record and his record is true. And he knoweth that he saith what he saith is true, that ye might believe. All this is what Jesus has said and what the prophet has said and Moses has said, what everybody has said is so that these people, when they see these prophecies being fulfilled, might believe. There was such a, uh, an insistence by uh, his murderers of the accuracy of his account. Why? Why, would they, why did they want something to happen to further convince them of who he was? They wanted to see him get off that cross. Remember Judas, that's why he did what he did. He wanted to see these wonder-working, magnificent power of God to handle the, the, the Sanhedrin council, to handle the Romans, to handle Caesar. He wanted a show, a spectacle. You know, but that wasn't what Jesus had already put a, made a show of him openly. Spoiled his principalities, you know, by what he said he was going to do, he did. So they stir up the belief in the crowd that they had crucified him, not that he had laid down his life, his own life like he had said earlier and was about to take it up again. You know, they they wanted to hurry up and debunk this notion, get him off that cross quick, because of Jesus Christ's earlier claims and fulfillment of the multiple foretold previous messianic prophecies that are now being fulfilled before their eyes. Isn't that amazing? They wanted to continue to poke him in the side and make it seem like now that they were going to get credit for killing him because he had cause of what he had claimed before. You know, you, you destroy this temple. I raise it back up in three days. They don't want, they don't, they want to try to get the credit. They want to try to put this notion out there. Like a lot of people with false teaching and false prophecy want to make it about them and not about him. What they did, you know, verse 36 goes on to say here, for these things were done that the scripture might be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. Again, the purpose was so that scripture could be fulfilled. Why? So that those looker owners could believe. There was not everybody out there was believers. But after this, some did believe. Even when the Roman soldiers did. Others did. They couldn't deny the power of God because of what happened in the clouds, what happened in the elements, what happened all around them. Rain, thunder, lightning, veil red, you know, graves open. A lot of things took place. They just couldn't deny the power of God anymore. Last verse, verse 37. And again... Another scripture saith, they shall look on him whom they pierced. Mm. They're going to look on him. Another fulfillment. Him of whom they pierced. Mm. And they getting to look. Love what it says now. Whom they pierced. I, I love this because it scripts them of taking the credit for his death. It says of whom they pierced, not who they crucified. See, John, John getting it right. You pierced him, but you didn't kill him. He laid his life down. Now you're going to take it back up in three days. Just like he said. But the prophet had told you, all you're going to do is pierce his side. You know. And so they're looking at the one they pierced, not the one that they, they want to take credit for killing. 
They wanted, they wanted to plant this doubt in people's minds so that they could debunk all the other claims he had made that had now been fulfilled. Now everything it said earlier had been accomplished. And then the, they, they tried one last opportunity now to debunk his claim. Jesus had, they had been doing this to Jesus all the time, bringing him before Ainus, bringing him before Cephas, bringing him before Pilate, bringing him, you know, everything they could to try to debunk his claims. And, and to the very end, you know, the claim is still being fulfilled. And so, Father, we thank you. We praise you this morning for your word, Lord God, that these major events at the cross have future implications, significant implications <coughs> to all those who look in the word and, and get a picture of our Savior on that cross and the things that he endured and went through, every claim he made, every prophecy about him was fulfilled up until that point. And it was him who gave up the ghost. It was him who said it's finished. It was him who died on that cross for our sins. As we have many looker on us today, God, when it comes down to the Passover, it seems the main focus they forget and they focus more on eggs and baskets and bunnies and the tradition of men versus, you know, the, the word of God, the promises of God, the messianic prophecies of God, the, 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 the incarnated word, Jesus Christ made flesh living among us, Lord, and was crucified, gave up his life for our forgiveness of sin. And so, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that it bring our focus back around to him who was pierced on that cross for the sins of the world, the one who had blood and water flowing out of his body, giving birth to the future church, the ones he had prayed for. And so, Father, we thank and praise you right now that his death not be in vain. We thank you for lost being saved, backsliders coming back to him who was pierced on that cross those prodigal sons and daughters returning back to their first love. <coughs> and Father, we just give you praise going on for this word on today, the crucifixion, the, the, the work on the cross that he did to purchase our salvation is finished. And now it's a free gift to whoever will come and believe and receive. And that's our prayer today, that it not be in vain, but that this word would do what you sent it to do as a fulfillment of the prophetic word of the prophets, Lord, that have already been spoken. The Messiah who died on that cross for the salvation of the world. We give you praise, Lord, and honor for it right now in Jesus' name that his death was not in vain. And so we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor that that morsel of wheat did fall in the ground and die, and it has been glorified, and therefore he will never ever abide alone. And so we give you praise, going on for it in Jesus' name is our prayer. Amen and amen. All right, I'm finished. We will now have comments, starting with our very own Pastor Sharon. We'll praise the Lord and good.